Hello, hello. I'm so glad that you tuned into today's podcast. I believe this is going to be a blessing in your life. We're going to be talking about what to do in those moments of tension. Now, I know that there are plenty of places in our life where we experience tension. The tension that I want to talk about is the tension that we experience between the promise and the fulfillment, between us getting a revelation of what God has for us and the manifestation of that promise. What do you do while you wait? In those moments of waiting, what do you do in those moments of tension? It is make or break in your life what you do in those moments. So stay tuned. I believe it's going to be a real blessing to your life. Let's discover what God wants to do while we're waiting. I want to start off by looking at a specific verse of Scripture. For today, this will be our foundational Scripture. It's Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It says that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, the truth is, every single one of us, we want to be in that place where we're walking in the promises of God. I don't know about you, but I get excited about the promises of God. I get excited about what he says is ours. In our previous podcast, we were talking about healing. Healing is a promise of God. That's part of our inheritance. A lot of people think that healing is a fringe benefit of serving God. And maybe you might get that benefit or you might not. No. Healing is an established promise that flows through the cross. In fact, everything that we get from God flows through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why... When people are struggling with, is it God's will or is it not God's will? Just look at what he did to establish it. The same thing that establishes salvation in your life supplies healing, prosperity. Yes, prosperity. Please understand, I am not, I'm not out here. My goal is not to get everybody just as rich as possible so you can have 14 cars and a yacht. That's not my goal. I'm not against you having things, but also that's not God's goal. But God's goal is for you to prosper so you can be a blessing to others on this earth. You know what that means? That means you're going to have to prosper. So you need to go ahead and settle that in your mind. There are a lot of people who have a problem with the idea of prosperity. Well, you're going to have a problem with heaven because heaven is a prosperous place. But we're not going to get hung up on that. Let's move on. What do you do when you find out that God has a promise for you and it belongs to you and it's yours and he declares that it's yours, but you may not see it yet? What do you do in those, in, in those seasons? He says, I want, you, I want you to be a follower of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Through faith and patience. Nobody has trouble with the understanding that you need faith to walk in the promises of God. Faith is simply believing in God. You need to believe God if you're going to... God would love to, love to take care of you. He'd love to heal you. He'd love to do all these things. But you need to believe in Him. Now... What's wonderful about belief, and if you watched our previous podcast, you would understand that what's wonderful about belief, specifically faith, which is a divine deposit of belief on the inside of you. It's not just you just believing in God. It's God's belief working in you. Faith is a gift from God. So I want you to be a follower of those who through faith, which God has given you, and patience inherit the promises. Now, patience is something that should flow from our born-again spirit, but we've got to learn to live in the spirit, to walk in patience. He says not to be slothful. In other words, most people hear the word patience and they go, oh, I I got you, I understand. Because if we're talking about what to do while you wait, some people think that waiting is sitting down. God is not saying that waiting is sitting down. There, There is an action to the waiting 
process. We're going to discover what that is, what that action is, how God wants us to respond to his word in the waiting process. But he says, he starts off by saying, just because he knows He knows how we are as humans, where we're going to lean toward. He starts off by saying, I don't, don't be slothful, be not slothful, because I know immediately when I say this, you're going to think, oh, well, thank goodness, I'm just going to sit down and wait for it. No. But be followers of those who through faith and patience... See, a lot of people fail because they don't understand they have faith. They spend so much of their life trying to get faith without understanding that God has given you faith. You have faith. It's a gift from God. That's what Ephesians 2 tells us, that we receive everything by grace through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. We already know that grace is a gift from God. He doesn't have to define that, but in that scripture, he defines that faith itself is also a gift of God. God has given unto every man the measure of faith. So, first of all, understand you've got faith for the promise. Stop thinking, well, I'm not walking in it because I don't have enough faith for it. That's humanistic thinking. You have faith for whatever it is God has called you to walk in. But he says, I want you to be like those who through faith and patience, and I believe that patience, if you ever get over the hurdle of understanding that you have faith, patience is where most people fail. They get excited about the word they hear, but they can't stand the test of time. See, will you be able to stand the test of time? There, there, there is a maturing of the word that takes place on the inside of us. In Mark chapter 4, it talks about the seed that is sown. And he says that some seed falls upon stony, shallow earth. And immediately it springs forth. And that's what everybody wants. They're looking for an immediate miracle an immediate reaction. They want, they want it now. We are so caught up in a microwave mentality. And we hear that even when you hear that Mark chapter 4, some fill upon sh- shallow stony earth and immediately spring up and they go, man, that's what I want. I want that kind of successful Christian life to where it just immediately springs forth in my life. But the Bible says because it, sp- it sprang up quickly because it had no depth in it and it did not last. See, for us to not, not just not just have a sprinkling of the promises, but to walk successfully in the promises, for us to walk in a sustainable way in the promises, for us to walk in the promises every single day consistently, there takes maturity in your life. That's the truth. God wants us to live a life of maturity because there are a lot of people, who they, they want that quick work, but immediately it sprang up because there was no depth. There was no roots in it. It wasn't really connected to anything. It was just surface-level Christianity. And because of that, it was easily taken from them. Now, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go through this entire, uh, go through the entire teaching right now. Maybe we'll get to come back to that. But a lot of people, they've lost faith in the healing power of God because they've experienced people who have been healed and then they've lost their healing. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure everybody at some point, if you've been healed or been around this kind of belief in a miracle working God, at some point you've seen somebody who got healed and they lost their healing. And a lot of people lose their faith in God because they see people lose a healing. I've heard so many stories of people who who receive something and they, listen, here's what happens is they received it on somebody else's faith. It was, it was on, it was by somebody else. It was a gift of grace. It was an anointing on somebody else's life. And 
somebody prayed for somebody and they prayed and there was a grace on their life for the anointing to go forth and heal. But what happens is you receive that on somebody else's faith, somebody else's anointing, and you walk out the doors of that church and now you got to stand on the word for yourself. And the enemy comes immediately. Understand, when God does something for you, when God puts the word in you, the enemy comes immediately to, dis- to steal a word from you. Immediately. The devil does not want you to receive that word. Whether it's a revelation or whether, it, whether it's the manifestation of something, immediately the enemy is going to come and test you and try to steal that from you because he doesn't want you to believe in God. So he's going to try to steal that thing from you. You need to recognize that. The ministry that I was a part of for 14 years, the founder of that minister, ministry, Dr. Norval Hayes, so many times I was with him and I heard him say these words. The greatest miracle that anyone can ever receive is the miracle they get on their own faith. Because the miracle you get on your own faith, nobody can take it from you. See, when you get it on somebody else's faith, I heard this story years ago of a gentleman who went to a healing crusade. And he, 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 was not in a, he was not part of a church that would typically believe in healing, but he went to this miracle crusade. The power of God touched him in an amazing, miraculous way. He had just broken his leg. And he felt something, he felt heat going through his leg. He had faith enough that he took off the cast that the, the hospital had just put that week on his leg and walked around and no pain whatsoever. God had healed him and touched his leg. He got home, he called his pastor. And his pastor did not believe in healing. He didn't believe in the promises of God in that way. He thought it was all done away with. So his pastor said, man, I got to get over there right away. That's what he told the gentleman. The gentleman thought the pastor was going to be excited for him. But when he got there, instead of being excited for him, the pastor sat down with him, opened the word, and started to pervert the word and try to convince that man that healing was not for today any longer. And within two hours of hearing that pastor minister that word, somebody that he believed and had trust in and faith in, this was a spiritual leader in his life. Within two hours, this man was so moved by what he heard that he accepted that sickness again and the healing had departed. He all of a sudden began to feel pain in his leg. The leg that he had been walking on for hours, he had to go to the hospital and they had to put a, put a fresh new cast on it. That's just one story. I have heard countless stories of people who had been healed and they have lost it because they didn't know the word for themselves to stand up under that healing. So when the enemy came immediately to steal the word, they easily gave it out, gave it away because that word had no root in them. So what God wants to do in your life, and I'm not, listen, every Sunday at Abiding Church, every Sunday we pray for people to get healed and we experience people getting healed. But we are also building people up in the word so they can stand and walk in what God has given them. That minister, Noel Hayes, used to always say what people need to know is the ministry of resistance. People don't even know how to resist the devil because you're going you're gonna to experience things from God and the devil's going to come and try to steal it from you and you got to know how to resist the devil. The Bible says that when you submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, which means run in terror. But most Christians don't know how to resist the devil. Well, you know what? When you get something based upon a deep abiding faith in him, the enemy can't steal it from you. And I'm not at all saying that God doesn't use... All the time we see God using healing and miracles by the laying on of hands. It's it's a powerful gift in the body of Christ. It's still operating today. We still need to see it operating. But we've also got to teach people how to walk up under the healing they've gotten. So listen, he's saying here in the scripture that, that I don't want you to be shallow, stony earth. I want you to have some depth 
in you. And when you have depth in you, when the enemy comes and tries to steal something from you, he won't be able to take it from you. So we need to get, develop some depth on the inside of us. And I believe that oftentimes that's, what, that's what's taking place in that season of tension. In that season of tension, we are, we are, we are in the process of developing deep abiding or that place of not developing that, but that place of learning to rely upon that deep abiding faith on the inside of us. So you got faith, but you don't know it yet. You've got patience in you. You just don't know it yet. You know, patience is part of your born again spirit. Love is patient. Love is kind. All those that, all that, that's the fruit of the spirit. That's not the fruit of the flesh. That's not the fruit of your understanding. That's not the fruit of your patience. That's the fruit of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Patience is part of your born-again spirit. But you need to learn to live by the Spirit of God on the inside of you so you can be patient. Amen? The thing is, some people say, I just, I, you know, I, don't, I tried God and it didn't work. Yeah, you tried God for a week. You tried God for a day. You lived on your own. You lived by your own understanding for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. But you tried God for three days and you confessed the word for three days and you just concluded it just doesn't work for you. Maybe there's more reprogramming that needs to take place in your life. Please understand this. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it takes for us to, to develop that patience on the inside of us. In Psalms 37, beginning with verse 1, it says, Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't worry about those who, or envy those who do wrong. Sometimes we look at people who are successful and we say, well, I don't, you know what? I'm, I'm following God and it's not working for me. You know, I'm, I'm putting my trust in God. It looks like it's so easy for everyone else. You know, the Bible says that God prospers us, but, he doesn't add there, but with it there is no sorrow. There, there is a way that you can prosper in the world that you're just going to have. There, there is sorrow that comes along with it. God wants to prosper you in a way where there is no sorrow. Yeah, the, the, there, there are people who have gotten to places in life and you think, I wish I was there, but do you really know what it costs them to get to that place, what they had to surrender? Would you give up the whole world to have money and give up peace to have money? Would you give up peace of mind to have money? Would you give up, would you give up a wholeness in your family? Would you give up a healthy relationship with your children to have things? You look at somebody who's successful, you don't understand what it costs them. He says, so don't worry about the wicked. It may look like it's easy for them, but don't get, don't get caught up in that. He says, because in verse 2 he says, For like grass they soon fade away, like spring flowers they soon wither. People who don't do it God's way, they don't last. I want to do it God's way. I made a decision early on in my, in my life, in my calling, I'm going to do it God's way. I see, I see people who are trying to rush into something and they're not doing it God's way. I went to Bible school and I was convinced I would be in Bible school for about a year. And I, because I had already, already had some, I had already been out doing some ministry. And I thought, I'm going to go to Bible school for a year and I'm going to go back out and do my full time ministry. That's, that's, that's what the plan is that God has for my life. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, I got there and um, God had a better plan for me. In fact, early on when I was in Bible school, the Lord spoke to me. Because I was so focused on, let me just get this year over with and then I'm going to move on to what I want to do. And the Lord spoke to me and He said, you're on pause right now. He said, you're on pause. And I thought, I said, God, what do you mean I'm on pause? And He took me back to a movie called Click. It's an old movie with Adam Sandler where he's having issues with his life and he goes to bed, bath, and beyond. And in the beyond section, some wild man gives him 
the, a universal remote, and it's literally a remote that can control the universe, so he can pause, fast forward, change things in his life, rewind, fast forward, do all this kind of stuff. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of that movie, and he said, right now you are on pause. And I thought, what does that mean? He said, you're on pause. Right now all you're thinking about is the next season. Until you pour into this season and get what I have for you in this season, you're never going to qualify for the next season. So your life is on pause right now. And I recognized I was so worried about the future, I wasn't pouring into the moment. Don't get so don't get so worried about what's going to happen tomorrow that you miss or miss what God what what God is doing right now in your life. Get the most of what you can out of this season right now. We get in such a hurry that we miss out on the journey. Boy, I tell you what, this past Sunday night in our school of the supernatural, which I would love for you guys to come out. So if you're if you're ever in the Northwest Georgia area around Woodstock, come out on Sunday nights at six o'clock for our school of the supernatural. It is, um, it, it is powerful. But in our School of the Supernatural, one of the gentlemen got up and he gave a word the Lord had given him. And it was about how we are so focused on destinations that we miss the journey. Boy, that is so true. We are so focused on where we need to get to that we miss the journey. And God is looking for the journey. The journey means something to him because God wants to wake up with you every day and walk this life with you. Because growth takes place in the journey. And God is excited about the journey. So you've got to learn to do it God's way. So God says, well, you're on pause right now. Now I'm talking about what to do while you wait. I was on pause because I wasn't, I wasn't leaning into what God had for me right there in that moment. I wasn't getting out of that season what God had for me in that season. So I was never going to move forward because the truth is God sent me to Bible school so he could train me, so he could mold me, so he could shape me to prepare me for what I'm doing today. I couldn't pastor a biting church if I had not gone through the training and the preparation. Do you understand that? I, I, I needed maturing and wisdom before he could give me that office. There, there, there is a responsibility in that office. And, and so because of that, because of the weight that I was going to be under and the, the assignment on my life, I needed to be trained. But I was, I was honestly, all I could think about is I'm just ready to get into what God's called me to do. And I know so many people are that way. And because you're that way, you're not doing it God's way. Can you be patient and trust in God? Now, I'm not saying that you need to go through Bible college before God can use you. I'm not saying that at all. God wants to use every... As soon as you get born again, you step, turn around and walk out of the altar. God calls you to be a disciple maker at that moment. But the assignment on my life was to be a pastor, to be a shepherd. So I needed to be matured for my office. Understand that, all right? So... I was in that season where I, all I could think about was the future. And God was saying, as long as you're thinking about the future, you're not, you're not getting what I have for you in this season. So your life is on pause. And what he showed me is you're going to forever be stuck in this season. I'm never going to be able to bring you beyond this season if you don't begin to pour in. So immediately I thought, you know what? You're right. I got to get what you have for me in this season. So I started dedicating myself to what God wanted me to get out of that season. I started really pouring in and, and saying, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, work with me. Whatever I need, I, 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 want, that. I want that in my life. I started pour, plugging in and I thought, well, you know, and I started experiencing change in my life. And I thought, man, I tell you what, whenever God brings me out of this place, who knows what's going to happen? Well, 14 years later, he did. 14 years later. Not a year later, not a year and a half, not two years, not three years, not four years. 14 years later. I'm going to be honest with you. If God had told me 14 years of training and I'll send you out, I would have probably said, I want plan B. 
but God had a better plan for me. So God just said, just stick with me. And I'm so thankful every test, every trial, every moment where he was developing in me an understanding of how to lean upon the faith that I have and how to be patient because you got to have faith and patience to inherit the promises. That means you got to do it God's way. See, if you're not doing it God's way, you allow frustration to get in the way. If you're not doing it God's way, you allow your, your own heartache to stop you from walking in what God has for you. Don't give up on the plan of God because it's not happening fast enough. I want you to understand this. There's so much more I want to get to on this, and we're going to. But I want you to understand something. For, for you to walk in that thing that God has for you, you need to trust in Him and say, I want, I want, I want to walk it out in your way. Because God hasn't changed His mind. Whatever promise He's declared, it's still true over your life. And you may be in a season right now where you're saying, I don't know why, I just don't see it manifesting yet. Listen, don't get caught up on thinking God's the problem. God's not the problem. If there's, if there's, if there's a clog in the line, if there's a hang-up in the pipeline, God is not the hang-up. We are the hang-up. So we need to allow faith to develop, develop in us, and we need patience in our life to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. I know it's real because God said it. you got to believe it that much. If God says it, it's real in your life. you got to hold on to it in that kind of a way. So don't give up on the promises of God. Make the decision, you know what? I want to do it God's way. There's so much I want to tell you about that. But honestly, we don't, we don't have any more time today. Make sure you jump back in with us next week. We're going to keep talking about how, what to, how do we live in that tension? What to do while we wait? What, what, what's going on in this season right now? What is it you're waiting on? Are you waiting on purpose? Are you waiting on calling? Are you waiting on healing? Are you waiting on, on, on ministry? Are you waiting on salvation for your family members? What is it you're waiting for? What is that promise? What is that dream that God has placed in your heart that you, you just hadn't seen it come to pass yet? The enemy wants you to lose heart or the enemy wants you to run out and try to do it on your own. But I want you to be faithful to God's promise and God's way. I want you to have faith and payment, patience so you can inherit the promises that he has for you. I want to take a moment and I want to pray with you. I want to pray God's blessing on your life. I want to, you know what I want to pray? I want to pray the patience of God on your life. You need patience. I need patience. We need to trust in God. It's amazing. Sometimes early on in our Christian walk, we can trust Him. But later on, after we've seen Him work so much, we begin thinking, i got to do it in my own strength. Now, don't, don't start something off in the Spirit and end up in the flesh. I want you to operate in patience. And God wants you to operate in patience because it's through faith and patience you inherit the promises of God. So I want to pray right now that peace and that patience over your life right now. Lord, I just thank You that you love us so much that you're not going to leave us where we are. Lord, you want us to walk into those promises, those, those precious promises you've declared over our lives, the salvation of our family, the healing of our body, the transformation of our lives, the harvest of this world. Lord, there, there is a hurting, broken world around us, and they need the gospel, and we are the harvesters. Lord, there's so much you've called us to, Lord Jesus. So many of us, it's so easy to get caught up in time and looking at the watch and thinking, have I missed my opportunity? Because 
we don't understand that we have faith and we're not walking in patience. Lord, develop that word deep on the inside of us. Let us have peace in the midst of our journey right now so we can live through the tension, that tension between the promise and the fulfillment. And I thank you, Lord, that you never give up on any word you ever give us. Lord, right now you're, you're, you're reigniting hope in somebody's heart. If you've spoken a promise over our life, that promise is still true. It's still real. And we're still going to walk in it. So I thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you take care of us, that you mature us, and you give us peace in that moment of waiting. Give us peace in the tension of our lives. We praise you, Lord, and thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I pastor Biting Church here in Woodstock. We have services on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., we would love for you to come out and join us for those services. Um, we also have a Wednesday night prayer. That's at 6 p.m. on Wednesday nights. We also have a School of the Supernatural on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Don't miss that. Let me tell you something. If you're, if you're ready to be stretched in the Word and you, you understand there's a calling on your life and you want to walk in that calling, I invite you to come out to the School of the Supernatural. I believe it's going to be a blessing in your life. You'll learn to walk in all that God has for you. There's so much more He's called us to. We just got to learn to walk in it. So um, don't, 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 don't miss that. Um, join us for that. It's a powerful time. Thank you so much for joining us for this broadcast. I love you. I can't wait to see you next week. It's going to be fantastic. Come on. This week, press in to faith and patience. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you are blessed, encouraged, and given hope to grow into all that God has for you. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with your family and friends. And don't forget to join us for our next podcast. And remember, no matter what things look like with God, all things are possible.